everyone, welcome to the Refill Studio. This is going to be a new project that I sort of have in mind or something I want to plan out for some time. And I really wanted to make a sort of podcast series for um, you know, my passion for, for Bang Dream. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a test, and as you can see, it's episode zero, so um, perhaps the other episodes won't necessarily look exactly like this. Uh, but I just wanted to try this project out and see what you guys think. So, of course, um, if you listen or watch the whole podcast and you feel that it's something that you want to see in the future, don't forget to uh, leave a thumbs up and comment below. Uh, but yeah, this, this podcast, what I hope to plan to do is just to share a lot about uh, my experiences and um, a lot of different various aspects of the franchise. When it comes to the game itself, perhaps uh, things around the series, around the franchise, and a lot of various topics I want to talk about. Of course, I do also planning on bringing uh, special guests on this podcast as well. Um, a lot of these guests have very different perspectives about various different parts, and I really want to get their idea as well. And I think a podcast series is something that, um, you know, it's not really there out there in the Bang Dream series. So, I, you know, I just want to test this out and see how, how it goes. So um, with that said... Um, Let's begin and see what we, we have here. So um, episode zero, uh, I want to talk about sort of my tiering experience in, in Bang Dream and, and, and what my opinions are on the, the tiering community. And I also want to share some tips for everyone in terms of tiering. As someone who is, I wouldn't say like an expert in tiering, but someone who is relatively familiar and um, comfortable with, with tiering. I want to give you guys some tips for those who are newer and perhaps even the older tiers will have some um, takeaways from my advice as well. So I first got into Bang Dream in you know, 2018 when the game first came out. I saw like, I think it was like a month before the game was released. I saw some advertisements, thought it was pretty interesting, especially because I had some, some interest in, in rhythm games. I never really committed to any rhythm game of a sort but i saw that this had a lot of cover songs and i was thinking wow this is gonna be great to play like some of my favorite songs um you know on a, on a tap 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 kind of system so uh, that's how i really got into bang dream and when i first got into it that was really what i got into for the cover songs and eventually really appreciated the franchise as a whole uh the other music the characters and and, and many more so I, I really started to become a fan of the series and really enjoyed playing the game a lot more i would say after two to three months of uh, the game being released. I was a day one player, but I didn't really actually touch the game until like two to three months later. Now, I, I noticed that like, you know, when it comes to actually playing the game, I, I really just kind of played it mostly for fun. Um, again, I was more or less invested in the series itself, not too much in the game. So, you know, I just kind of thought of it as playing a game for fun, just kind of tap, tap, tap to my favorite songs and, and you know, uh, maybe a few friends here and there and, and we would just play. Um, not, nothing too serious. So, um, to be honest, like for pretty much almost like um, a year, at least a year, almost two years, I really just kind of considered it to be a very casual game and I never really took anything, uh, the game itself, quite seriously. Um, but there were times where there were events and I saw that these events are pretty important. So I thought, okay, well, why don't we try and see if we can get a, a decently high ranking in um, these events? So, you know, again, I didn't really think about tiering at all. I just thought, oh, well, let's see, you know, let's see if we could get like a decently good ranking. And by decently good ranking, I mean like, um, you know, getting anywhere in like top 5,000 or, or just like a little below that or even like top um, 2,500. Um, so 
again, was a very was not very serious at the game um, at all. I, I never really considered um, going for higher ranks to be anything of my priority. Um, so I first did Neo Aspect and was like, okay, like I got to top 2500 using a lot of resources and being very um, wasteful in that. Uh, there wasn't actually a top 2500 title at the time, so I just ended up getting a top 5000, which was like, ah, whatever. But the, the first real kind of tiering experience I did was uh, the Band Story 2 of Past the Palettes, um, Luminous once more. And again, I, it wasn't something I took very seriously. I just kind of burnt cans as much as I can and, and just, you know, try and get a, a title without spending too much time on it. And, and it worked out pretty well. I thought it was relatively easy to do. And I thought, and, you know, I never really thought about um, going more than that or trying to be sort of um, resourceful and kind of save resources on it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just get it. And, and that's how it is. So I'm sure a lot of people when they first started the game or first started, um, you know, before even tiering, this was like, they probably followed a pretty similar path. So Throughout the, like, the first like two years, I pretty much only got two top 1,000 titles and both very wasteful and kind of done it all by myself. Um, the other one was Twin Star Ensemble featuring Sayo and Hina. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, you know, I, I just wasn't very resourceful and it just really didn't seem that fun. It, it didn't seem very that interesting. But um, go about two years later, um, about September of 2020, um, there was the upcoming event of which is called uh, what was it called? Poems, dreams, and a hundred. Wait, dreams, reality, and a hundred poems. That that event it featured Sayo and Aya, who are two of my favorite characters. So I thought, you know, these are two of my favorite characters, and I thought, why not give it a go? Let's let's try and see if uh, I can get top 100. Uh, of course, I had, I had no really expectation of how exactly I was going to do that because, but I just knew that. You know, it's a mixed event. I don't think it would be very popular, so I, I think it would be pretty easy to 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 get that. Um, then soon after, uh, Pastry um, was able to contact me, and he was going for a top one in the event, and he invited me to join his server um, and you know to work together to to get the titles that we want. And I was like, oh, a server! Like there are um, Discord servers for a particular event, so I thought, okay, sure, let's let's join. So I joined it, and I realized this is sort of my introduction to uh, the tiering community. And again, I, I always say this a lot of times, but I you know I thank Pastry a lot for um, inviting me to this server because without him, I would just wouldn't be able, I would just wouldn't know that the tiering communities existed at all. Um, so that's that's how it all started, and after doing all that, I realized it really was not that bad of an experience sure it was kind of arduous and it was took a lot a bit of time to get used to the efficiency and, and what you need to do in order to um tier as efficiently as possible like i wasn't aware about stuff like um getting rid of pins getting rid of like things like not full comboing and also like um Playing the same song over and over again, Unite from A to Z. It, it was it was just kind of a disaster at first. So I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. But what really motivated me was you know just how nice the tiering community was and understanding that um, you know I was new and unfamiliar with the process, and they gave me guidance on that. Um, everyone was really friendly as well, and and of course I already had friends who I already planned to work with. Uh, shout outs to Sal and, and Skitter. Um, both of you uh, were also very helpful, and, and we all worked together to basically all get the same score. Um, essentially in um, that event and, and Sally even got her first uh, top 10 you know in, in that event too so it was a very 
endearing experience and that really motivated me and realized that well it really wasn't that bad like i ended up getting 17th in the event and i really didn't feel like i put that much time and effort to do it so i thought oh well maybe tiering isn't that bad maybe maybe i'll just go for it let's see what other events i can do and ever since then i've been a bit more involved in the tiering community and um you know i haven't done any you know big event yet uh trying to get like top um, 10 or any sort the closest i got was top 12 in um the himari and tai event but i was trying to get top 11 so you know i failed that mission but you know case in point um a couple of top 100s and a few top 1000s here and there and it really opened my eyes to the tiering community and it made me realize that tiering is a lot more than just um sitting on a screen like spending 24 7 or whatever uh just to get a jpeg that has like a, a one or a two or maybe one less zero than than that other person over there um you know it's a lot more than that and 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 i i'm going to talk a little bit more about you know why tiering you know we all know that tiering is not fun right just playing the same song over and over again tap 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 whatever it really isn't fun but all the things that we've done in the community to make sure that it becomes as smooth as possible as efficient as possible and, and just make it a less like like sort of uh i guess difficult process for for people right um it just it just goes a long way it goes quite a long way so i guess a lot of people when it came to tiering communities and such there, there's a lot there's a couple of like misconceptions about like the tiering community and i just want to also share my opinions on it because of course um the tiering community at first can seem quite um intimidating especially for new people who don't really know where to start or how exactly to start and and again for me, I just got randomly invited to some server and then I just kind of joined the community and slowly um, integrated myself there. So I was in the same steps as many of you who are newer. And I just want to share my thoughts of how I was able to sort of transition and, and get into the community um, relatively smoothly. So, uh, of course, the first thing is to, you know, definitely be active and understand and acknowledge that, you know, a lot of these people in these tiering servers all want a same goal and they have a common goal. And that's what they and they want to show their um, devotion for um, a particular character, right? Or a particular event, right? Um, people, uh, what really opened my eyes, what really made me realize is that people show their devotion for Bang Dream and the series as a whole in many different ways. A lot of people buy all this merchandise in the back and you just like fill your things with merchandise, with albums and all that stuff and maybe go to every event. And yeah, that's definitely one way to support the, the franchise other people do it in different ways and in this case for the tiering community they show their devotion for the the game and and for the franchise through pouring their time and effort to um, a particular event and tier for the event again to me i still firmly do not think that you know the j the jpeg of getting first second third to me it's still not something that i could fully accept that it's like worth the effort because at the end of the day for me i just feel um that jpeg in a sense is still not necessarily like too worth it for me but what made it more worth um for me in terms of tiering is just the experience you have with people um just being able to interact with a lot of people with you know again a common interest a common goal and just working together just those connections you build throughout that event is what really makes me feel um you know this becomes so much valuable the, the tiering experience again i still don't think that know that that title in itself is the um is the main price right a lot of people just 
see that oh just this person gets a whole bunch of firsts and seconds that's like what they're really only aiming for but uh, a tiering is a lot more than that i i i think it's it's really showing your devotion for a particular character a particular franchise and doing that with the people that you love and the people that you you really care for and and support so you know, again, um, some people might think it's very closed off um, and, you know, we're doing a lot at what we can to try and make it as more open as possible. I think, you know, the tiering community has quite gone quite a long way from being like a, a really kind of small community of like relatively similar members. And it has really branched off to, to quite a bit um, since then. Again, I've only joined it very recently. And by recent, I mean like you know, eight months, not even a year yet. Right. So um I can't necessarily comment on how the tiering community was way back in the day. Um, I'm sure and if this podcast goes well, I'll have a couple of special guests who joined a lot uh, earlier than me and be able to just kind of share their experience about tiering communities and how it's evolved um, throughout the years. But yeah, the, the idea is that the tiering communities are certainly very welcoming, right? Um, they open you open um, me with welcome arms when I first joined and it can get a bit intimidating at first when you see like some people who are like pretty crazy it's like wow this guy's going for top one or top two like these people must be like great people right um like or like some like you know um like high stature people right but at the end of the day they're all just like the same people they're just like you and me so so you know we're doing what we can to try and um you know open up and, and certainly be more welcoming as well you know it's obviously something that uh, i imagine the tiering community continues to work on to to make sure it's an open place uh, for everyone, but it also is is up to the person itself to themselves to to really find that way to feel that sense of belonging. And what I really did is that you know when I noticed that a lot of people, um, in my first hearing experience, what I did is I just kind of join voice chats here and there and, and talk with people in the general chat and just kind of get get a hang of myself and just kind of get to know these people and and you know just interact in a very positive way right obviously you don't want to be like um like a dick or or you don't want to be rude to people right or just make people feel uncomfortable um so that, that's sort of the idea right so as long as you find a way to just establish yourself you know greet people well and treat people with respect then people will remember you and it, it becomes a lot easier to join um the community there so um, a lot of people also think that, you know, tiering communities or tiering people, they're just going to be some people with, with no life and they just like um, spend all this money and time 24-7 just tapping on the notes and that's why they're able to get their titles. But that's not true. Again, as I mentioned before, these people are just like you and me. Um, they have work, they have school, and they have to balance that as well. So if anything, the tiering community is how these servers that they create is what helps them make sure that they can get the goals that they want in the most efficient time possible so that you know they have the time they need for their own life right they need time for school they need time for work and of course they need time for their mental health and and their physical health as well so again uh you know there, there's definitely some people out there um who who think that it is a lot more like uh you know these people who just don't just sit, sit there 24 7 and such but it really isn't true um it really isn't true. These people are very nice people. And there, there are people, there are human beings that they're doing, working hard to um, to show their devotion for um, a character. Now, again, um, this sort of sense of belonging is also what I, what I feel is very important because you want to establish yourself as someone who's credible and someone who is willing to support people. 
I've been very overwhelmed by a lot of the support ever since joining the community that people were saying, hey, Phil, when, when is your next top 10? When is your next like podium? Like, we'll, we'll be there to support you. It's like, you know, the support is just so overwhelming sometimes. And, and it's all just, you know, being me doing just what a normal nice person would do. Just give back, right? Help people when they, they need help in tiering and, and just kind of mingling and, and interacting with people and, and just you know, having a good time together. So, you know, again, if, if you want to go for top 10, um, you certainly can, right? As long as you plan well ahead and, and gather the support that you want to, to make sure that um, you, you are able to get your goals. And I, I think that especially the tiering community, whatever you give to the community is what you will receive in, you, in return. If you really go out there and um, help people in, in, in filling for... Um, for their rooms and helping them get the goals that they want, like playing with them and just you know being a nice person, right? Not, not being uncomfortable to work with. Um, the more effort you put into those events, the more you'll see that you'll be able to get back when the time comes that maybe you want to um, tier for a particular event. Um, so again, it's all it's all a give and take process. And, and this is what really kind of, um, really kind of surprises me or also really just makes me very comfortable with the tiering community because again as long as you show that devotion and you show that you work want to work together people are very willing to to support you now in the case that if someone does want to get top 10 in a, in a server and maybe they're not specifically on the roster for a tiering server um, does that mean you're automatically disqualified or discouraged to top, get top 10 the answer is no um Cypers are a thing, and if you are not on a roster but you want to get top 10, um, I say, you know, still go for it, right? You, you could certainly do that. Of course, you won't have the tiering server because you're not on the roster, and the roster, these people on the roster are people who've prepared well in advance, months in advance, so it kind of seems unfair to them as well, right? So again, it's, it, you acknowledge that it's not just, um, you know, just you, right? It's, it's about the others as well. They also have to put that time and devotion to get the title they want. It's not a reserved spot. It's only simply declared. So, you know, even in the case that if you don't get the roster spot, but you still want top 10, again, I, I still go for it, right? Because, you know, if you want to show or you want to dedic show dedication that you want to get it, I I'd say uh, go for it. And again, all these tips that I'll share later um, as well will, will give you an idea of what you can do to tier efficiently again some tips that i have so you know again in a tier server just because there's a roster that's full that doesn't mean that it is reserved right um again within the tiering server itself there you will have to follow that political hierarchy and just make sure that we help them get the goals that they want but if you're not in the tiering server but you still want to go for it you know i say you know just go for it right again because it's not necessarily um uh reserved right it is an uphill battle for you but again it's something that you could certainly do. And again, this kind of goes back to showing your devotion to the community, right? You could certainly join the community, right? Join a few servers here and there, help people out and gather the connections, important connections and meaningful connections with people in the community. Then when a time comes that let's say an upcoming event is there, there's already a roster, but you're already a well-established member of the community. I'm sure you could find a lot of couple friends that would help you um, in terms of maybe sniping a particular event as well. So, you know, again, um, I, I think, again, the community is something that you, you the more you give, the more you get back. I, I think it's it's very important. You know, again, I, I don't think 
like you you could go into it a tiering community and expect that oh i'm just gonna walk in and do whatever i want and i'm gonna expect people to support you right uh, that's not going to be the case right so it really is a matter of a slow and steady progress to really kind of build those connections and then from there um you know once you learn more about tiering it gets a lot easier from there so that's just sort of my my personal thoughts about tiering communities and and my experience and again it's been um a decision that i do not regret it's a I love the tiering community. They are amazing people. And yeah, there, there are definitely some some rules and stuff that you have to kind of follow and, and make sure that you are you know, to to go through. But again, it's all about matter of decency and just showing respect and just having a good time with people to show your devotion for the series. So um, of course, uh, feel free if you have any thoughts about the tiering community as well to comment below and and, and share your thoughts. But um, I'm gonna take a quick water break, uh, refill in one minute, and we will talk more about some tiering tips that I would like to share with you. So I do plan to have a few breaks in between the podcast to give uh, shout outs to any partners or perhaps even sponsors. Uh, but of course, I don't have any planned at this time. So uh, for now, the, the shout outs I would give would probably go to my social media. Feel free to follow me on uh, Twitter and Twitch as well. Um, I'm pretty active there. And of course, join the Discord server if you haven't done so uh, already. And links are all in the description. Um, so thank you all for tuning in so far and the podcast will continue. All right, so welcome back, everyone. Um, so as promised, I want to share a couple of tiering tips for people who are maybe newer to the tiering uh, scene in, in Bang Dream and want to get an idea of what they could do to improve their tiering experience. So a lot of these tips, I think, will really help those who especially want to get like, you know, I don't know, maybe top 10 uh, or top 100. But um you know, even those going for top 1,000 or top 2,500, there's a few tips here that you could do so without using any cans, without using stars or, or you know, your money as well, right? I made the mistake in the past where, you know, I was trying to get top 1,000 and, and use so many cans just to get where you really don't have to. Um, there are ways you can do it without it, and I'll share those tips with you. So uh, five tips, five tips for you guys on how you could improve your tiering experience. So my first tip is always plan ahead for events. What's great about Bang Dream, the worldwide server, is that the main server, which is the Japanese server, it is roughly about exactly a year ahead in terms of events. So if you see an event that, that just happens in the, in the Japanese server, you know that, oh, it's going to happen in about a year from now in the English server. So it's very interesting. It's very interesting, and you can use that a way to, to plan ahead and, and know exactly when an event is coming up. Now, of course, websites like Best Story, Bandory Party, they'll give you a chronological order of events as well. And you'll be able to see, okay, well, this is the event that I want to tier for. Again, I think it's very difficult to tier for every single event out there. I personally think it's best to tier for the events that you feel the most sentiment for. So choose an event and plan ahead. Like for me, I want to uh, the I want to plan for um, the upcoming event that features Sayo and Kaoru. Um, so that's in August. So I have I know I have three months in advance to prepare and just kind of organize myself and make sure that I'm able to tier during that time. Now, in terms of like preparations, what exactly you need to do to prepare? Um, one thing you could do is, of course, plan ahead in terms of stars, plan ahead in terms of cans, and if you really want to, the money as well. Um, again, with cans, again, in, in Bang Dream, um, 
three flaming is probably the most efficient where you use three flames per song uh, you get the most amount of uh, event points per song and it's most efficient um, so you want to make sure you have enough cans so that you can continue to use energy to burn three flames, right? Again, 10 flames per bar is certainly not enough. So you want to make sure that you have enough energy to do so. Um, so, you know, preparing cans and, and VS lives are a great way to get it. That's probably the best way to farm cans uh, to play on VS live. So um, that's definitely one thing you can do to prepare. Of course, you can plan stars as well, because stars you could also use to exchange for energy. But also if let's say you want to use stars for a particular gacha um, and maybe try to get the card of the particular event and maybe use that to improve your team. Um, that's something that you could do as well. So planning ahead is very important. You should definitely do that and you have a lot of resources for that one other resource i do want to share is the um the bang dream event stats twitter um, and again all these links will be in the description all the the resources here um this uh event stat planner gives you an idea of what were the cutoffs for particular events so i think on the example on the, the graphic i have here is a pasta palettes vs slide that was in uh, april and it was play act and you notice how like for instance top 100 was i think about 1.8 million um, so you can use that to estimate other VS lives and get an idea that, oh, if I want to get top 100 in this VS live, okay, well, the previous event was 1.8 million. Maybe I'll need a bit more, maybe a bit less, but we'll see how it goes, right? Um, keep in mind VS lives, challenge lives, um, live goals and mission lives, they all have a different scoring system. So you can't use a past up palettes VS live to, let's say, estimate a past up palettes mission live. That actually is going to be quite different. So that's something to, to keep in mind. So that, that Twitter is also very useful in terms of figuring out, okay, well, how many points I would probably need um, in order to um, to do that. So my second tip is kind of going into the resource side as well, right? Talking about the cans and the stars you need. So managing your resources is very important, but um, I think resources in game is one thing, but resources outside of that is very important as well. So um, figuring out how much time you have, right? Because again, you know when the event's happening, so you want to make sure that you don't have school, you don't have, you know, work, or, or maybe if you do, you want to plan around it, right? Um, so you want to make sure you have the time to to tier and, and budgeting your time and working around your life is, is very important. Again, as I mentioned, even the people going for top one or top 10, um, they have other life commitments, they have work, they have school. So they do what they can to try and manage their time wisely so that they could, um, you know, be able to have the time to tier, but also just be able to take the self-care, right? It is um, an arduous process, especially if you're going for top 10 uh, or, or higher. Um, you want to make sure that you are also healthy and hydrated throughout the whole process as well. So time is something you really have to budget and make sure that you plan around. And again, this is something you could do well in advance and you kind of do on the fly as you're, as you're tiering as well. As someone who is... I would say a dolphin, right? I don't really spend a lot of money in this game. Um, I basically like maybe spend like a little bit once a year. So I don't put a lot of money into this game. Um, so for those who are, you know, just liking me in that situation, um, if you want to go for higher tier events and, and you think that you have to spend a lot of money in the game to get it, no, you, you really don't actually. As long as you plan ahead accordingly and make sure you save well in advance, you can do this without spending any money. So planning a budget for, you know, 
how much you're willing to spend is also very important as well. If you're willing to spend a bit more, I would also say to maybe, you know, set a budget on how much you are willing to spend for a particular event before you just say, okay, if I spend any more, I'll have regrets, right? Because again, money is an important part of your life as well. And I, I think it's, um, it's a proper balance of figuring out how much money you are really willing to spend for a particular event. I would personally say maybe budget a certain amount of stars or a certain amount of money for a particular gacha and then just say, okay, that's it. Whatever I get is whatever I get. And the rest I would use for tiering purposes if needed. And of course, if you have extra and you want to use them for, for gacha, feel free to do so, right? I think setting a budget is very important because I don't want anyone to feel regrets tiering. Um, you know, maybe spending more than what they get and still get boated in the end. Boated is the term of, that we use in the tiering community uh, for those who um, miss out on their title that they want. Maybe because other people, of course, overtake it. So they miss out on the title that they want. Um, so I think budgeting is very important and just making sure that you could budget your time, budget your money and budget your life is very important. And just having that balance between tiering and life is important. If you are having difficulties figuring out um, how much points you need or, you know, for a particular cutoff um, and just make sure you are able to meet that cutoff, one very important resource is the Lisa bot. Now I'll talk about the Lisa bot and where they're located later. They're, you know, spoiler, they're in tiering servers and other smaller uh, bank dream servers as well. But the Lisa bot can basically tell you the estimate cutoff and it's a live kind of process where it's it's kind of estimating the cutoff for each in the, in the current event and then just figure out, um, you know, what uh, what points you need in order to get top 1000 or, or top 100, right? So that LisaBot is definitely a very important resource that you can use and it's open to everyone. So, you know, I, I think if you don't obtain the estimate uh, that LisaBot um, gives you and you, you complain about getting voted, right? <laughs> it's not really, um, you know, that resource is there for you, right? There's, there's no excuse if LisaBot tells you to get the certain amount of points to um, get the title and you, you don't even achieve it, right? So, so LisaBot's very important. So a lot of this, these tips that I talked about are, again, very targeted towards those going for higher titles like top 10 or top 100. Now, for those going for top 1,000 or top 2,500, you don't necessarily, as I mentioned before, need cans or stars to get them. Um, the next step or the next tip I have for those going for lower ranks is to manage your natural flames wisely. So the after the natural flame is, you know, the, the flames that are naturally regening after a certain amount of time. So remember in Bang Dream, uh, one flame is about 30 minutes long uh, to regen and then takes about five hours to uh, regen all 10 of your flames back. Now, that's something to, to keep in mind um, to sort of um, use them wisely. So you could actually plan out your day around those natural flames and make sure that you continue to just play games with three flames because again, three flames is the most efficient. We're talking about tiering efficiency and just trying to make the most bang out of your buck with uh, with time, right? So um, for me, for instance, I would do a schedule where like in the morning, maybe I wake up, I would get, um, you know, play three or four games of three flames each every day uh, in the morning. Then during my lunch break after work, um, I would do another three to four games. Um, just before dinner, when I'm off of work, I would do another three, four games. And then just before I sleep, I would do another four games. And again, uh, three or four games, and they're all three flames. So playing about 12 to 16 games of three flames each is actually quite above the average Bandoid player and how much they play uh, per day. So as long as you're doing that, getting top 2,500 in an event is generally pretty easy uh, to do, getting that, um, that title. 
Now, for those going for top 1,000, you might have to play a little bit more. So you might have to play a few extra games without any flames because at that point, you probably won't have any um, energy left. But you could play games for sure without any flames. And, and you know, the amount of event points will be a lot tinier compared to um, playing with three flames, you'll, the amount you'll gain. But, you know, if you play a little extra, maybe an extra five games, maybe an extra 10 games flameless, um, that little extra bit does add up throughout a seven to 10 day um week uh sorry seven to ten um event so you know doing that it actually does put you over the edge against you know the average mandarin player and you're able to get top 1000 i'd say relatively easily now of course there's some nuances to this particular tip because um you know for instance challenge lies you technically need to burn challenge lies to really get those points and try and get a high ranking and other things like you know more competitive events like the upcoming um neo fantasy online 2 or raises sula you'll probably need to play a little bit more because those fans of those particular um you know bands are <laughs> You know, pretty crazy. They 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 can they can go pretty pretty ham on those. So you know, there's some small nuances to this particular tip. But again, if you use your natural flames wisely, um, getting top 2,500 or top 1,000 is generally quite easy, um, and it's quite doable to do. Uh, you'll be doing more, and it's just a, a little small extra commitment in, in your life, right? Just playing an extra 10 minutes um, during times when you're normally already taking a break, like your lunch break or your dinner break. Um, you know. Just adding that to your schedule and, and it really goes a, a long way. Now, why do I advocate people to go for top 1,000 or top 2,500 is because of the number of stars you could get. If you compare it to top 5,000, you get an extra 50 stars if you go that extra mile to go there. Now, a 50 stars doesn't sound like much. and It really isn't, but it does add up. There's three events per month, so that's 150 stars per month. And every year, that's 1,800 stars. And those 1,800 stars could make or break that one extra gacha pull. Wow, I got a follow while I'm doing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so let me let me let me uh, let me re rephrase that. That's a uh, pretty funny. Um, anyway, um, that those extra 50 stars they would add up. It could make or break that one extra gacha pull or that extra set or two um, in your tiering. Um, adventure so so that's something to keep in mind okay so uh, and again for someone like a dolphin who doesn't really spend a lot of money those extra 50 stars really could go a long way and it really is not that much of an extra time commitment to do so so that's why i strongly recommend people to at least go for top 2500 pretty much every single event um those extra stars that you could save especially for a free-to-play player um is, is well worth the investment i believe so for those who are going for top 1000, right? And you might have to play an extra few games flameless. It's going to be it's going to be rough. You know, you might have to play an extra like 5 10 games every session just to try and get, get into top 1000. And that could be difficult. So, my next suggestion, my fourth tip is to tier with other people. And again, I've advocated the tiering community a lot and talked about how they're very beneficial and helpful. Every event has their own server and I even had a, a video. I made a video on what tiering servers and how they work. And you can watch that on, on how to use tiering servers to your advantage. Now, of course, at the end of the day, as much as I advocate tiering servers, they're not gonna be for everyone. So if you're not really someone who wants to use tiering servers, but still wanna get in touch with the community, my next suggestion is definitely join the official Bang Dream Discord. So we call it PubCord. And there's over 23,000 members, I think. Um, and there's over 23,000, I think almost 24,000 members. And, you know, these are p fans of Bang Dream from all around the world. And 
they all have very different, you know, sort of uh, appreciations for a series. Again, a lot of people really like the seiyus, like the concerts, the music, but there are some people who are pretty devoted in the game as well. And there are a lot of people all the time that are asking for games and opening rooms, and you could certainly work with them. And they're generally very nice people. I've had a friend who um, got top 10 all by herself through uh, without the tiering server. And it was because of Hubcord that she was able to, to get that title, right? There's so many people helping her, even outside of the tiering server when she was not in the roster. So, you know, again, no hard feelings if if you're not in the roster and you want to go for top 10, right, in, in a tiering server. It's definitely something that you could do. And, and Pubcord is probably one of the best places to um, meet new people in the Bang Dream community and really get to know, make new friends and, and work together. Now, of course, there's also smaller communities as well, like my Discord server. Again, links in the description. We usually help each other out as well. And, and you can feel free to come say hi and, and maybe talk about this podcast as well um, and, and give, give feedback about it. So again, we, we work together as well in, in many events. I'm sure we'll be working together very soon in uh, the upcoming Neo Fantasy Online 2 and Raise a Suyland events. So uh, come join in and you know we'll definitely have a blast and, and, and uh, have some fun. So Again, tiering with other people really helps. It really motivates you because if you're doing it all by yourself, it's just oh, it's just so it's so painful, right? Just going through the same pub room or, or just like doing it all by yourself, going to a random public room and hoping that people don't misbehave or score poorly or disconnect and, and waste your time. It's just not worth it, right? Doing it with people that you know and people that you're familiar with, right? Um, one, it's a lot more pleasant and you can voice chat with them or just talk with them and maybe even watch anime or podcasts on the side together like this one. <laughs> but also just, you know, it's just a lot of motivation to just kind of understand that, oh, I have a friend who wants to get the same goal as me and we're going to work together and just working together just makes things just so much easier and it's all about reaching out and joining a community so again if tearing search community servers um are not for you the official bang dream discord uh server is a very good place to start as well um you know again finding the right set of friends the right set of community members to to help you and work together on the journey i think really just makes tearing so much more endearing um, and again, even if you're, let's say, going for top 1000 flameless, um, you know, perhaps it's, it's very difficult to play flameless and just see your event point just only inching uh, up, but maybe doing this as a way to say, oh, well, I'm doing this to help top one or top 10 get their goals that they want in their room. That also motivates you and you, you show that you give back and it just makes it so much easier. So, um, again, I think that hearing with people is like probably one of my biggest um, recommendations like tier with people it just makes the experience so much better than just tapping on a screenplay a to z for you know hours on it <laughs> so this all goes down to my final tip and that final tip is to avoid burnout because it's very easy to burn out when you're playing the same song over and over again or playing the game in hours and end and you know get burnt out of the game when the event is like a seven day event maybe upwards to eight nine ten day event right it's very easy to get burnt out of doing that repetitive stuff over and over again but all the tips that i've mentioned in this podcast all talk about and lean towards um, making sure that you don't get burned out planning ahead to make sure that you know you have the time and effort and energy to do that particular event. And also, again, planning ahead to just because, you know, you don't want to tier every single event. If you tier every single event, it's really easy to get burnt out. But if, let's say, you tier only for particular events you're very sentimental about, I think it really goes a long way as well. Managing your resources, right? Um, for a lot of people, when they first play the game, and, and this is for those who are just new to the game, I would strongly recommend not tiering. Um, it's just 
it's just very difficult to go and do those resources um, and use so many resources to tier when you don't have the cards. Uh, you know, again, I only started tiering after like basically two years of playing the game. So, um, you know, I think as long as you slowly make your way of gaining the necessary, um, you know, sort of uh, efficiencies in your um your team right getting better cards slowly getting better cards slowly upgrading your area items and just getting all those resources so then you know after many months or maybe even a year from now then you say okay i'm gonna tier i think it just makes it a lot easier unless of course if you're willing to spend money but if you're not then you know it's just a definitely a time management so you know again for those who are starting uh new um i would probably not recommend the the to tier just yet and you know my my natural flame usage tip from before um it'll be a lot harder for you because you're just not be getting as many event points as, as possible but um you can use sites like best story to help plan out your your team right best story is the number one place to um use for tiering resources right you can set your account put all your cards there and they'll give you the best team for each event on uh, you know what will give you the most amount of event points you can also use the calculator to plan out how much flames you're roughly or points you're gaining every a game so that you could estimate how much points or how much time you need to spend in order to get the goals you want and of course um best story could help with parking as well and i've have more resources of parking as well in my in my channel too so um yeah managing resources managing your time um making sure that you have what it takes to tier is also very important to avoid burnout and again tiering with friends it just makes things so much easier right again to motivate yourself and do it with people and work together it just makes it so much easier than doing it all alone doing it all alone it just makes it i just find it to be a very uh, almost impossible process to to tier so um definitely work with people and again burnout is is very common and i see that's one of probably the biggest reason why people get voted off their uh, particular title so as a tip to kind of manage your time and just pace yourself right pace your life and pace yourself throughout the event it's usually the first 24 hours and the last 24 hours of event that people are really going ham in the event. So I, I would definitely urge you to make sure that you are motivated. Most people are motivated the first 24 hours. That's that's a given. But the last 24 hours is really crucial to make sure that you get the goals that you want and to make sure that you pace yourself so that you can make that final push in the last 24 hours. Or perhaps do everything right beforehand so that even in the last 24 hours push, you're still comfortable about it. So again, pacing yourself is very important to make sure that you don't burn out at the end and just don't play for the last 24, 48 hours because you just really don't want to touch the game and you get voted as a result. And I've seen my friends uh, uh, suffer that through those consequences before. So that those are my five tips, okay? And hopefully for those who are newer to the tiering um, sort of scene, we'll be able to use these tips to help out. And maybe those who are tuning into this podcast and are maybe more familiar with, um, with tiering, maybe some of the tips I've given you um, also give an idea of what, um, you know, maybe a, a different perspective of, of tiering and maybe that's something to um, to to look forward to or, or consider. Uh, for me, again, tiering is all about working smart, not necessarily working hard. You do need to work hard, but you definitely, I think more importantly, need to work smart, especially as someone who's as close to free to play as, as, as possible. So um, 
these are the tips that I have. And, and I think this will also conclude the podcast for today. So, so what do you guys think, guys? Um, do you think this podcast is something that's interesting and something that you look forward to um, in the future? Let me know. Uh, give a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you really liked it or comment below what you guys think. Uh, I hope to plan a few more details and perhaps episode one would be released sometime in next month and maybe i'll have a couple special guests as well so um you know with more planning we'll, we'll see how it goes but yeah i think this will conclude it thank you all so much for listening or tuning into the uh the podcast uh, the refill studio will be back refill in sometime next month i guess so with that out of the way thank you all for tuning in we'll catch you all next time